SAFM Sport Tracks. So that's something to celebrate. Bafana, Bafana, three goals to one. At the moment, Ghana and Zimbabwe playing to a one-all draw, which is good news. A little bit of breathing room for South Africa there. In other football, World Cup qualifying in Europe. Results two already. Bosnia and Herzegovina beat uh, Kazakhstan. Two goals to nil. Lithuania beat Bulgaria by three goals to one. 60 minutes in the middle matches. Ireland 2-0 ahead of Azerbaijan. Ukraine are 2-1 ahead of Finland. Georgia and Greece are goalless. Scotland have just scored their second equaliser against Israel. It's 2-all now. Scotland 2, Israel 2. And Sweden lead Kosovo by a goal to nil. Still coming up, Andorra against England. Faroe Islands against Austria. Hungary against Albania. Luxembourg take on Serbia. Moldova against Denmark. Poland against San Marino and Switzerland against Northern Ireland. Uh, Not so good news for the South African national women's football side. They were beaten in the third and fourth playoff of the Gasafa Cup women's uh, tournament. They were beaten two goals to one by Zambia. Uh, Banyana Banyana looking so good at one stage. Losing two matches in a row now. They were beaten by Malawi who got through to the final and then beaten by Zambia. So South Africa finishing fourth in the Kasafa Cup Women's Tournament. Uh, In the final, Tanzania beating Malawi by one goal to nil. Third place, Zambia beating South Africa by two goals to one. Uh, Cricket to tell you about. There is live cricket on the go. Um, Oman against Sri Lanka in a T20. Sri Lanka on 87 for two, chasing Oman's 159 for eight. Sri Lanka needs 73 of 65 runs. And I told you, if you're a Namibian cricket fan, Namibia beating Scotland today by five wickets in a T20 international in Dubai. Uh, CSA Provincial T20 saw the Northwest thump the South African under-19 side. Shame, man. Northwest, 142 for four. South Africa managing, uh, South Africa A, uh, South Africa under 19s managing just 99 runs uh, in 18 overs. Northwest winning by 43 runs there. And the Dolphins beating Easterns by eight runs in the other match. Dolphins go top of the table. 155 for six, the Dolphins scored. In reply, the Easterns, 147 all eight, all out, chasing uh, 147 for eight in their 20 overs. I'll get it right eventually. Formula One, Valtteri Bottas will start tomorrow's Turkish Grand Prix in pole position ahead of Max Verstappen. Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari will be third with Pierre Gasly in the AlphaTauri in fourth. Then Fernando Alonso, Sergio Perez, Lando Norris, Lance Stroll, Yuki Tsunodu, uh, Sebastian Vettel in 10th. Lewis Hamilton with his penalty is down in 11th. Then Esteban Ocon, George Russell, Mick Schumacher, Daniel Ricciardo, Nicholas Latifi, Giovinazzi, Raikkonen, Mazepin and Sainz, who was also given a penalty as well. So Bottas, Verstappen in the front, Leclerc and Gasly in the second row. Uh, golfing news, Rafa Cabrera Bayo leads the uh, Spanish Open in his home tournament as well. 64 today, sees him on 17 under par, two strokes ahead of Adri Anos and Julien Gurrier, both on 15 under par. Best place South African is Wilco Ninova on nine under, eight strokes off the pace. And in the PGH, the Shriner Children's Open, two-way lead, Sung Im and Chad Ramey lead on 14 under. They tee off at 10 o'clock today. Sam Burns, Adam Schenk uh, are on 13 under. Aaron Wise is on uh, 12 under par. And that's it. Let me check. Oh, rugby. I forgot about the rugby, sorry. Uh, Leinster beat Zebra 43-7 in the United Rugby Championship. Glasgow Warriors beating the Lions 13 points to 9. There's matches on the go. Second halves have just started. Uh, Connacht are 12-8 ahead of the Dragons, 12-8. And Ed- 
Edinburgh and the Stormers playing to a 20-all draw. This is a ding-dong battle. I was watching some of it earlier. Try here, try there, penalty here, penalty there. 20 points to all was the halftime score. As it stands, Edinburgh 20, Stormers 20. Uh, good result for this uh, for the Sharks yesterday. They won a game, which is big news. Ulster currently top the table. Leinster, Warriors, Munster, Osprey, Benetton, Edinburgh, Scarlets. Best place South Africa inside are the Lions with their one game. Uh, their one win that they got right at the beginning. Remember that? Long time ago. That's your sports headlines. We'll keep an eye on the live scores as we go. You with Sport Tracks. I'm John Carricker. Let's jump in the sea. Sport Tracks on SAFM with John Carricker. With John, John, John Kriger. All right, hold your breath because we're going to be talking to freedive instructor, conservationist behind the Black Mermaid Foundation. Her name is Zandile Ndlovu and joins us now. Zandile, good chatting to you. Thanks for joining us on a Saturday. Hello, lovely to be here. What was the sea like today? The sea was actually incredibly beautiful, nice and warm. You know, everyone always thinks that Cape Town has really cold waters, and they probably were cold, but today's warmer, and so warmer weather is here. <laughs> All right, let's, let's just, I think maybe you and I have a different idea of what warm and cold is, <laughs> because <laughs> did, did you have did you have a thermometer to try and measure, or was it, come on, was it, it was cold? The weather, so the water's probably about 15 degrees on the Falls yeah. Bay side, and it's still like 11-ish, 12 on the Atlantic side. Really crisp. Maybe that's my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you and I have different ideas of what warm and cold is. Yeah, that's okay. All it, right, it Zandi- to say that. tell us what <laughs> tell us what free diving is. Free diving is the opportunity to dive into yourself, and so you take a beautiful big breath and you dive into the depths of the ocean. And sometimes you're exploring, and sometimes you are pursuing deeper spaces in yourself that that depth often also looks like meters. So you might be going to 10 meters or 20 meters or 30 meters into the ocean floor and you're just on one breath. You know, many people ask me the question, what's the difference between free diving and scuba diving? Uh. Scuba diving, you have a tank and this tank has all of the amount of air that you can breathe in and out leisurely while you explore the ocean floor. And in free diving, the tank is your lungs. And it's an incredible opportunity to just be on one breath exploring the ocean. I guess it helps not to have bubbles either. I've read somewhere that the the the, the bubbles distract or, or scare the fish. You don't have those. No, you don't have you don't have the bubbles, and so you're not this noise making machine in the ocean. You're there <laughs> on the same currency as whales, uh, and it's such an incredible opportunity because all the animals get closer. Everyone is curious and they can get closer enough to have a look and you get to have a look as well, which is really exciting. Mm. Okay, what does a, a Soweto girl born and raised <laughs> know about free diving? I, so, number one, I love this question. You know, <laughs> I got my coffee the other day and the one guy was like, surely you've always been in the ocean. And I was like, no, yes. I come from Soweto. He's like, no way. I'm like, Mamela, I come from Soweto. Like, in every way possible. And so I think it's just a reminder of just how wild our dreams can get, you know. Um, India or Chicago, that's me. I lived in every single part of what it means to be a Soweto. But here's this chance encounter in 2016. And 
I go snorkeling and I just remember thinking, what the hell is going on here? Like, you know, and I was just taken by everything that I saw beneath the, the surface of the of the ocean. Mm. And then I went on to scuba dive. And a little bit later, I come across these three girls. They are diving on the ocean floor. There's no tanks in sight, right? And I think in my head, I'd always kind of prefaced the narrative as, you know, you've got these tanks and that's how you explore. Mm. And there were these three girls at the bottom of the ocean floor. And I was just like, what literally is this, Bazalani? What is going on? <laughs> and and that's, that, that was free diving. You know, this is Google. Google's like, no, it's actually called free diving. And it's a thing that's done. And I was like, I want that. And from that first dive, I just knew that I wanted to be there. And I knew that I wanted to tell everybody who would listen. And I wanted to teach. But I wanted to make it accessible to everybody. Mm. I wanted you know, the community that I come from, to be specific, the black community, to explore and and find this world and also be taken. And and I guess the rest of history, as many would say. You went through a tough time when you fell in love with it, uh, when you first started <laughs> the diving. Do you find that the water almost has healing properties for you, not just physically, but mentally as well? 100%. When I think about when I found the ocean, you know, it's no secret. I was going through a divorce. He wanted out. I said, okay. But the point was, you know, it's such a beautiful healing place, but it's also a place where you don't need to explain. The world is always asking us to explain. Why are you, you know, are you sure you don't want to do this? Are you sure you don't want to do that? What does it mean to be in the identity that you are? And the water is the one place where you don't need to explain, but you can also just lay your truth and place your truth with her, and there's no judgment, and there's no, there's no explaining. It's the most mm. beautiful place to be, because you can just be as you are. It, it sounds all romantic, and when you say it, it's like, all right, Sandy, I wanna ju- I'm going to jump in the sea tomorrow, and I'm going to experience this thing, but I was at the sea the other day, and sometimes it likes to fight back. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the most beautiful thing about her, though, that on the one day she can be a cooling, she can be a cooling summer swim, and then the next day she is, like, wild and violent, and people are like, oh, my God. I, I think that's probably the one thing that draws me back to her time and time again. Mm-hmm. She's a reminder that we are multifaceted beings, that we are not only one thing. And isn't that a beautiful thing to witness? And isn't that a beautiful thing to be as well when you begin to mirror her? Yeah, you see, your whole shoe wow thing is just changing my mind about the sea, you see. I'm going to take it easy now. <laughs> see, see how long I can hold my breath. How long can you hold your breath, by the way, when you when you do these deep dives? So I can hold my breath for just over four minutes. But the whole thing is with free diving is it depends on what you're doing in the water. So a rested hold can be just over four minutes, but a working hold is a different story. It might be a minute and a half. It might be a minute 45 are you going to 30 meters? Are you hunting for fish? Are you exploring with a camera? The the context is as important when you're saying how long can you hold your breath as the final as the final answer. So the the gist of it is you're holding your breath for longer than normal and you are leaning into this place of discomfort because your body says, I wanna breathe and I wanna breathe now. And you're like, No, but we can't breathe right now, we're at thirty meters. And so you kind of have to be with the discomfort and allow your body to feel the feels as those big contractions happen that says, I want to inhale now, and you realize that you can't. And so it's, just, it's a beautiful world of 
exploring the idea of discomfort and leaning into it um, all the way back to the surface from 30 meters. Yeah. (laughs) Before we get on to what your training does, is there a moment of panic? Once or twice, when you've been under and you thought, I, I'm, 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 I've, got, I went, I've been down 30 seconds too long. My man, I, I don't want to lie to anybody. In the beginning of my freediving journey, if you have to ask my freediving instructor, I used to look at him with eyes of death. <laughs> and we were coming for probably like 20 meters, and I'm like, I need to be there, I need to be uh-huh. now. And you know how your eyes are like, oh my God, you know, I'm about to die. Yeah. And he would give me the, look, the most calm look to him. And and we would get to the surface, and I'm like, I gave you eyes. I gave you eyes that I needed to breathe. And he said, I know, but you didn't need to, so I didn't need to react to it. And so it's always a beautiful case how in the beginning you you feel like your only option is, you know, what, what do they call it, fight or flight? But there's the idea of the pause, and the pause is a beautiful place when you kind of hold space for this big, this big feeling in your body that says our survival depends on this and you say, I understand that our survival depends on this and it's actually okay for us to be calm and we find our way to the top. So in the beginning, I used to panic a lot and right now, it's actually just a beautiful journey of observing the body and how it reacts to what it thinks right here and right now and you kind of lead it to a place of safety which is the surface and then you take a big, beautiful breath and everything imagine, is okay in the world again. I imagine it's very meditative because you're so much in your own body. It's it's although it's not silent, it's a very quiet world underwater, and it's really just you. You can't have somebody shouting at you and or a cell phone ringing underwater. <laughs> it's just it's just you and your life. It must be the most amazing thing just to to know that you're completely in charge of yourself. Absolutely, it's incredibly a meditative state. You know. I think of so many people say, what happens if you see a shark, you know, and you're 20 meters, you know, and I always say, well, you kind of just relax, you know, there's only the two of you, and if you speak out, you're the one that's going to swallow the sea, and it's a continuous space of just relax, what does it mean to observe without reacting, and that's the baseline of the meditative state, to observe your thoughts, to observe your body, to observe the situation without reacting, and it's such a powerful place to be once you begin to be with whatever discomfort is facing you on one breath. When you realize that if I freak out, I use oxygen that I actually do not have. And so it's a, it's a beautiful space of meditation and being with the body. Yeah. I think you're breathing too much of your own air, but that's fine, Zandi. We'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> it's it's what you do. Um, okay, so you, you became a scuba, di- a scuba diver January last year. Uh, a great time to start anything, really, because uh, COVID hit, <laughs> and you decided, all right, let's let's pivot. What are you doing now? So now I live in the ocean, and I am, you know, back to that feeling in 2016. I found it again when I started scuba diving. And so I teach free diving, but also I work with ocean facing communities to create that needed access to the ocean spaces. And I often say that black communities that live around the ocean, mm-hmm. many people assume that proximity equates to access, but that's actually not true. And so I create the needed access, and that means, you know, taking us to the ocean, having the wetsuits available, having the snorkel kits in order for us to be able to see underwater, and we go and explore. And my whole thing says, when we look at where the ocean is and all the challenges that she's facing, we need to be able to 
we can only protect and love and care for what we have seen before. And so as we bridge this gap to create this needed access, you know, the communities will begin to care. And the idea of ownership and authority around these oceans begins to be reassessed. And when we believe that we are owners in and we are stakeholders in, we begin to protect these spaces. And I think that for me is a larger part of this whole conversation for us to explore these waters in ways that we never thought possible. And hopefully in the exploration, we fall in love. And in the falling in love, we begin to protect. And that's my work. And and I guess see the see the results of what we do on land in the ocean firsthand. It's all very well having you coming and telling me, oh, the sea's full of plastics, blah, blah, blah. But if you actually put me in there yeah. and I see it for reals, that'll change my mind. 100%. I mean, the kids, the kids will see plastic, but I'll never forget on one of the excursions that we did. You know, I often talk about how sharks are an endangered, you know, species as mm. the greater family of sharks. And let me tell you, they did not get out of the water. And there was a man who had just fished, who had just caught on a, on a line, the mm. shark that we had just seen. Oh, so no. there's a pajama shark and this man is holding it in his hand. The kids are saying, oh my word, ma'am, look, ma'am, look, what did I do? I just thought of crying because I didn't know what else to do. And so in this moment, you kind of realize that as we are in the water and how we interface with the water, there will always be the moments that connect back to what I speak about, be it if it's plastic pollution, be it if it's about overfishing, be it if, be it if it's about how sharks may be an endangered species even here in South Africa. And what does it mean for us to do something about it? Absolutely, yes. How many kids are you able to exp- get to experience this? As you said, it's, at, I can't, it's not an expensive sport, but you still need goggles and snorkels and, and uh, yeah. the flippers and all those things. So are you able to, to get enough kids or is it a struggle at the moment? It is still a struggle. You know, I often say that my foundation is completely self-funded and that that makes it an even more of a difficult challenge. It means that as I get an income, I split that into what are my costs, what do I need for food, and how do I make this ocean accessible to, to the communities that also need to access these oceans. And so I lease gear for us, so I rent the wetsuits, the masks, the, the things, the snorkel. I rent everything, and then we, we go out, you know. And so it is a bit of a struggle, and I've actually started the journey of getting donors on board and funders on board because I realize that this work is more important and its consistency is just as important. But mm. at every other moment that I'm able to, I definitely, that's, that's number one for me. That's number one priority. Who else can I give the gift of flight underwater? How do you make this more accessible? And everything else will follow later. I'll figure it out later. Do you are you aiming at, at young girls specifically with with your background, or is it are you opening it up to boys and girls? The Black Mermaid Foundation, I mean, mermaids, a very feminine thing. Well, yeah, the mermaid is feminine, isn't it? But um, in my foundation, the work is open to both boys and girls, just because right. I believe that you know the responsibility is on all of us, and I appreciate the space where you know we are creating space for girls to thrive and. But I think I always kind of go back to the idea for me that says if we're going to save our oceans, it needs all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. It's not just girls, it's not just boys, it's all of us in whichever gender state we find ourselves in, in whatever race we find ourselves in, in every, in every class, in, in every class category we find ourselves in. 
And that's why my work also works from the community level. I don't work through schools because schools have a classic system in how they often operate. And so I go to the community, Ilanga, and I work from Ilanga, and I work with Ilanga, and we go out into these waters. And what does it mean for the community of Ilanga to become, to tell her own story about how she became a stakeholder in ocean conservation and how she became a stakeholder in creating the needed access and connection to her community, to these waters. Okay, we need to start wrapping it up. Tell me about the hair. What is, and, and, and does, does it have a specific <laughs> color? Because I'm looking at pictures here. It is the most beautiful blue I've seen. I want to call it royal blue. Does it have a specific name? Yeah, I, I don't know if it has a, a name, but um, yes, my hair is blue. It's very quite blue. interesting how... It, Yes, it is very, very blue, but it's a beautiful blue. You must actually see, even the fish love it. The kids love it on land, but you must see the fish in the water. All the fish are like, hey, I want to know, you know, can I get closer to your hair? Can I take a, you know, it's a beautiful beautiful statement. And in the beginning, it started with me in the middle of COVID, making the ocean, wanting to be a mermaid. And so I had braids that were blue, and so I could go to the ocean in the imaginative world. Mm. And somehow this blue hair has taken on its own place and position in the world, which is actually quite exciting too. And you see, now you're stuffed. You can't change it to green or purple or orange now. This is, this is, <laughs> this is the trademark. Like Ronaldo's six-pack, this is your thing. Oh, my word. Did you just compare it to Ronaldo's six-pack? I'm here for it. <laughs> no, don't mess with the woman's hair. I'm sorry. I hang my head in shame. <laughs> Zandi, it's been great chatting to you. Uh, where can we find out more about the Black Mermaid Foundation? You can go on to blackmermaid.co.za, so www.blackmermaid.co.za. That is our website. You can look for me at Zandi the Mermaid across all social platforms. And yeah, that's how you get a hold of me at Zandi the Mermaid. And our website is www.blackmermaid.co.za. Do you know there's a song called The Black Mermaid? Yes, and is it not the most beautiful song? I'm a black mermaid from the bottom of the sea. I'll teach you how to love me in the greatness I will lead you because I'm a black mermaid. <laughs> Nothing weary you will find. I'm here for you to love me. I've been here for all the time. <laughs> Lovely. Absolutely, yes. Zandita, yes, great chatting yes, to you. Yes. Good luck to you. And when I'm in Cape Town, you're going to take me diving, right? 100%. Drop me a line and I would love to take you diving. And thank you ah. so much for having me. Sandile and Glovo, thank you very much. The Black Mermaid Foundation, as you heard, you can find her at blackmermaid.co.za. We're not going to play the Black Mermaid song now uh, because we don't have it, but I did find it now, which is fascinating. But you go have a look. Uh, some fascinating pictures as well. It definitely needs, you know, mermaids have always been traditional Western pirate stories hasn't it so maybe we need some more of uh, zandis around you with safe our next guest coming up in a moment but we got dj finney on the decks hey mr dj 